or they've forgotten about that a little bit, right? And this egg toss, I mean, it's so uncomfortable when she declined, but it's beautiful. It's Don't you know that the music should be solemn? This is Theo Rossi. This is Theory. And we're off. Wow. Hi, Theo. Hey, Kimberly. How are you? What's going on, Juicy Pants? What's happening? Oh, wow. I'm in a different area. What happened to me? Well, you're in a different area with a light behind you. Could be being held hostage somewhere. What is this? I am. No, I've been held hostage for the last eight and a half months. I got to so, get back to LA. So you have this light behind you, which, you know, is really interesting because I remember those from when I was young. Look at the extension cord that's coming up. I know. <laughs> hey, Cordy. How you doing, Cord? What are we in the 60s? That's amazing. It's amazing. The extension cord is just hanging there for dear life. Theo, you would not have believed my face sitting over there in my normal, you know, Castle Mountain painting position. I was all white, all white. So I I was trying to teach you. I want to tell them that I've been trying to teach you, one, not to cut your head off with the screen, two, to get your better lighting. And all of that led to... <sighs> your phone fell 46 times. Your, your, my you loon. It, I got a loon back. You here. got it propped up on books. Um, <laughs> it's a bit of a disaster. It, and it, and truly it was like the Chronicles of Narnia meets Lord of the Rings. No, it was a journey just no, to get that a, phone to stay still. I got tape underneath these world Atlas books. I've got what a, a puzzle down here. Big wolf puzzle. You should see that. It's a disaster. It's a disaster. So, Here's what else is kind of a disaster, but has a beautiful ending. Let me, let me take you on a journey here for a second. I'm ready. We're recording this early because I'm leaving for LA. You're leaving. We're both packing. We stopped mid-pack to kind of knock one of these out. Yeah? yeah? Yeah, we did. So when this drops, I've been working on something behind the scenes. Do you want to share it for me and everybody out there listening? I do. I do, Kim. Please. I do. I do. Please. And what I wanted to do was there was hope that I was going to be able to present it on the what? show. What? Do you, what do you got? Just let me. Can, can you give me a second? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm so excited. It's like Christmas. <laughs> so, and exactly. It is like Christmas. And let me tell you what. When we did our first merch drop, a lot of people got very excited. Sold out very, very quick. What because we didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't plan on it. Um, and standard print company, which we're so fortunate, everybody loves them to partner with on these merch drops for this crazy ass show we're doing, Reaper Reviews. Um crazy. They ran out, and I and 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 I caught some flack, like, oh man, I didn't have time because it happened in like five days. They were all gone, all three yeah. versions of the thing. So I went back to them and I said, you know, I, I really think we should, you know, either release more. And they're like, no, that's not the way we do it. Once you do limited drops, it's done. You cannot get another one. You know, I, I don't even know. We have ours. Megan does. Megan didn't get any. It's, you know, catching I think, a lot of heat. I, I think the mailman's already stole my three shirts. That's Correct. why I'm wearing this today. No, they're, they're gone. gone. They, I and mean, you, what the you hell? You got all three. I, th- I don't even yeah. know if I got all three. Okay. So. Long story even longer, I pressured them and I was like, listen, I have these ideas, I have these designs, I have this, and they agreed, they did, to do something, but here's the deal. Please. This episode should air, because I think I do know something, this should air December 2nd. So right now- Wacky Wednesday, December 2nd. Wacky Wednesday, December 2nd. Right now, if you go to standard print, there should be two things available. Wow. A hoodie. Wow. Yes. Which Do is, I get one? No. No. And I'm going to tell you why. Sold I out. I don't even have one. <laughs> uh, a hoodie. Beautiful. And this beautiful white tee. Now, they were supposed to, if possible, send me like a sample of each so I could have wore it and surprised you on the show and been like, ha, huh, I have one. You don't. Didn't happen. Instead, I'm wearing a Kobe Bryant Mamba Academy shirt. Okay. Now, it's lost. It's lost in trans. It's gone. I th- we think the mailman stole it. It was supposed to be here yesterday. The tracking did not happen. Didn't get here. Everybody's up in arms. Didn't happen. 
Too bad, but it's all right. What are we going to do bad, about but it? It's all right. So here's, here's what's going to happen. If you're listening to this, either on YouTube, there's going to be a video before it of me and you showing them because maybe we somehow got them. If not, just go to standard print right now because here's the caveat. I wanted to do this for people for Christmas. That was the plan. This is our little like gift for all the people who didn't get it and for all the people who want hoodies. And they're very different than anything we released in the first limited run. Wonderful. But they're only available from December 2nd to December 7th. Fine. Five, six days. Yeah. Why? I think I know why. Can I guess? They'll They'll never get there. Go. Please. It, it just it would be a, a really nice thing to get them for Christmas. It would be a really nice thing by December the seventh. You should get them for Christmas, and, and everyone's will happy. Not get there. It will not get there before Christmas if it goes out after December seventh because th- there was there was a lot ordered on the first one, and these are hoodies, and it's double sided. So just really quickly, what I'm going to do, and I don't think you're going to see it, and that's okay because I don't care. I'm going to try. Is but this is a kind of Mock-up of what we're going to do? No, it's, it's the actual one. Holy shit. Holy shit. And I'm going to try to show it. you. That's the white T-shirt logo. Yeah? I fucking badass. love that, dude. Okay, wait. Hold on. This is what's on the front of the hoodie. Do you know what that says? What does that say? Sam Fam. Sam motherfucking fam. Yeah. And then, without, the, without the motherfucking. It's yeah, Sam Fam. Just Sam like fam. that. And then that's both of them. And then on the back of the Sam Fam hoodie is this. This was the mock-up. Is our, you know, our, oh, our three-piece. Look at our little plague rocker. crow. So that's three-piece it. rock. Oh, that's beautiful. beautiful. That's what's beautiful. happening. If you were able to see that, great. If you weren't, just go to Standard Print. And they're there right now. They're there. And we'll do the whole announcement on social media. So that's what's happening. Um, so exciting. Me too. It's exciting. No, and yeah, I, you know, I pushed you know, for it. Well, good for you. And I, I and I will say this: that you and I on this incredible ride of Reaper reviews, nothing surprises me anymore. But what does continue to warm my heart is the love that we're getting from the Sam Fam, Amazing. and for them to be these those three T-shirts to be sold out so quickly. Caesar did such a great job, and you've been reading about how soft this cotton is and people are so happy. They're they're like, they'll never wash them. They're so happy. Well, you know what? Good for you, bro. Let's get a second wave. Wait, wait, wait to, and wait till you feel the hoodie. The, the, the hoodie is uh, his hoodies are even softer than the t-shirts. They're incredible. Amazing. And again, winter's coming. So everybody's going to be rocking that Reaper review three piece rocker with the big Sam fam across the front. And we're excited wow. about it if they get it. So real quick, before we jump into this episode, which I can't wait to talk about, by the way, I have so much to talk about with this episode. Cause thank doing- God you, thank God you weren't in it. I didn't know that. I, I mean, wasn't thank in God it. You didn't make which, which we'll get to, but Hey, we released that, uh, that, um, PSA, the Reaper crew PSA. Yeah. We didn't get to talk about it. And uh, we got most of the boys uh, and the people back together. Yeah. And I thought it was so cool for everybody to see us all back together and, you know, saying like wearing a mask, whatever you feel about it, you know, it's just something that we, we, uh, we think that should be done. Um, It's the least we think you can do uh, to show kindness to your neighbors, to your family, to people. Um, you could argue with me about what kind of mask and all that. And that's fine. We're just saying wear a mask, do your best. And uh, to have us all come together like that, uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Right? Yeah. No, no helmets, just masks on. <laughs> Booney, DL, Charles Murray, you, me, Tommy, and then Charlie. And, you know, it was great to see Charlie who, you know, we, we've all spent the last eight months doing what we can do to survive and, and be happy under these stressful times. And to see Charlie, which was from his heart. Obviously, this was uh, this is something that you and I talk about already because we have social media presence and and we do it happily and proudly. It doesn't matter what you believe, but you, we should all be wearing a mask for everyone else. And for Charlie to get so emotional about it was very sweet and uh, from his heart. And it was nice to be invited to that party. It was nice to get the boys together for something so sweet. It really was. And it's just, uh, again, I just get tickled. Maybe it's because we're watching the show now and I'm reminiscent. Maybe if I wasn't, if you and I weren't doing Reaper reviews, I wouldn't feel the same, but seeing them and then you, you and I watching these every week, it's just kind of, it's so odd. Yeah, it's great. It's so odd, but so great. 
It's like I've become a fan of us. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's just weird. It's I've like I'm a, a fan. fan of us. Like it's even though we all talk all the time, whatever. It's like I have this because I no. didn't know I didn't know how no. good everybody was. No, like, I got I'm, I gotta tell you, I mean, please may the airports open and this COVID thing can be uh in a rearview mirror months from now. Please, I can't wait to get to the airports and go and people go, I'm a fan. I'm gonna go, I am too. I am too. I am too now. I, I am too. too. Thanks. And, and speaking of that, I mean, this episode introduces so many things. This is giving back season one, episode five. Um, Here we go. Holy shit, by the way, there is so much going on <sighs> in this episode. And even though I'm not in it, which by the way, who's if you're listening to this for the first time, I did the first season as a guest star. I did 10 of 13 episodes. There are three that Juice is not in. Um, so, so for, and, and to be honest, cause I've never seen the show. I didn't even remember which ones they were. I did always have a disconnect from the big scene in this film, uh, in this episode, I mean, with the burning of the back, which we'll get yeah. to. So yeah. I don't, I never really remembered it. And now I know why, cause I wasn't there. So, there so let's just get right into it. Uh, the opening of giving back is the auto introduction, which tell everybody who Otto is. So Otto's being played by Kurt Sutter. Kurt Sutter, our our valiant, brilliant showrunner, executive producer, him and John Linson started this whole, this whole takeoff motorcycle club story. And Kurt, Kurt's in it. Kurt's a freaking actor. Was he on the shield, by the way? He did. He played a character on the shield. Yes. Because I never saw the shield. As I've told you, I don't Mm -hmm. watch anything because I'm just, I live in a closet 24 seven, but yeah. yeah, he's really good. And it, it was, no. So Kurt, is this the first time we see Otto? Yes. So he, he came up with the eye thing. So he's been cut in, in prison, I expect. And we're going to find out more about the eye thing going along, but his eye is kind of fucked up. Right. So yeah, there's a, fir- this isn't just the first auto time. This is the first Chucky time. That's right. This is Michael introductions. So I'm blown away that Michael Ornstein who plays the fabulous Chucky was with us for that long. He was with yeah. us for six and a half seasons. Yeah. And, na- and now he's on the Mayans too. I did not know yeah. that Chucky has been around for that long. And, and neither did he, neither did he, he would, <laughs> he would do shows and go, was I in it? Was I in it? You know, his hands would be going crazy and less fingers. And I was, I in it. Uh-huh. Did I do? He doesn't even know. how many That's shows the first had. time I laughed out loud on this show in a while um, and we'll get to the Chucky thing, but I have a lot of questions when it comes to Chucky. So we yeah. open up with Otto and Chucky. Yeah. And um, then we cut right to right, no, right to the shirtless wonders. I Come mean, on. right to Come on. Jackson Opie trying to get those ratings, ratings, get the ratings up shirts off those, those back tattoos took hours to put on hours. And then he's got 900 tattoos that he made up. He did the one on his chest, which is like a great saying that that might be my favorite. Really? That, that thing across his chest. Great tat, man. But he had a ton and they're shirtless. Yeah. yeah. And Opie, here's what's funny in the original pilot. Opie was a bigger guy, heavier. He got skinnier at this point. Remember he started, this is when Opie started, uh, Ryan started getting in shape. Jax is always ripped. Yeah, always in great shape. And it was so, you know what it was? It was gratuitous. <laughs> <laughs> they could have kept the camera on longer. Long. Sprague was even like, okay, enough, oh, enough. God. Put your it shirt was, on. It, and and take, I've take, seen. Take the crib and get out of here. Just Jax, come on. Get out of here. Put your shirt on. So shirt so on. if we got them. So then we go to. No, the- but hang on. One more thing about the shirts off. And what I loved about it is, wait a minute. You know, when I take my shirt off, I'm digging a grave or I'm, yep. you know, I'm, I'm lifting some heavy yep. bales of hay. Yep. They're lifting a crib. I'm Odin. I'm Odin when I'm shirtless or I'm dying or I'm throwing up on someone as juice. I've, I've yeah. never been cool shirtless. No, they were just like, you know what? Let's take our shirts off. We're lifting a crib out of the back of it. Okay. Let's just take our shirts off. All right. They were doing a suntan lotion ad. I'm doing a, P- <laughs> I'm doing a PSA for drugs. <laughs> like that's no, the difference no between our, shirtless scene there is no world where tig and juice are shirtless in a scene like they're, doing they're, something they're, cool no not even close yours, yours you have a diaper on me i'm getting shot in the back by hall, hall Holder. <laughs> that's the only time we don't you know you got a diaper on i'm getting shot that's it it's the only time yeah. we have a, no shirts yeah. on 
Come on. All right. Come on. So now we go. This was this was kind of cool, right? In these early seasons, and please correct me if I'm wrong, which I always am. Um, we'd started doing stuff like this fundraiser where it shows how intertwined we are in the community, right? Like we do stuff. Aka, if I may, yeah, giving back. Giving giving back. It means a couple of things to me. One, we continue to give back to the community, Mm -hmm. giving back. Good old Gemma. Let's have another big festival in a park, giving back to the kids. And then, thank you, Brian Van Holt. He's giving back. back. Double so, double meaning. Double, double meaning, yeah. What's the difference between double meaning and double entendre? What's a double entendre? That's it. You've got it. It is? That's it. Sure. It means, okay. means two things. Well, that's pretty amazing that you just came up with that because, one, you're right. Two, I think I might be right. It might be the first time you're right. <laughs> T- tiny tears small tiny, tears. tiny tears no it's tears jesus christ tears you had me convinced it was tears too made me look like an idiot with you so um okay <laughs> so the fundraising how much we're intertwined with the community here's the you want to you want to notice something i noticed about a little fundraiser you, you fa- notice everything a fan has pointed this out of course i do it's kind of what i'm supposed to be doing it's what you're supposed to be doing so there's a sign up at the fundraiser Anybody who's about to watch episode five of season one, I want you to go back and look. I would have to have a talk with the props department because the sign says. What did it say? Sam Crow, two different words, C-R-O-W. No. It did. God damn it. That's wrong. Janet. That's wrong. That's so wrong. It's Sam Crow, C A M C R O S A M. Sorry, S A M C R O. We knew what you meant. Right. All one word Sons of Anarchy Motorcycle Club Redwood Original. They had it on the sign Sam, one word, Crow, C R O W. I got to go back and look at that. And all I can think of is the props department said, Do you know what? There's going to be a lot of idiots in Charming who still think Sam Crow is a, yeah, a crow. Yeah. So let's just put a let's put a crow down there just to make it easier for them. That's all I can think of because that's a mistake. It's a mistake and it's a big one. So I I know I want to reshoot. I want to reshoot that episode. Let's reshoot right now. that scene. Let's just reshoot the see, scene. I want to see Bobby with his Elvis wig on again. Anyway, I come can't on, wait people. to get to that. So I was right. in prison with Jackson yeah. Clay. Yeah. Um, you know, Kurt had a lot of fun with that character over the years. Um, he really was able to kind of do, like you said, the eye slit, you know, he kind of had the beanie, you know, almost all the way down the toque, as you call it, kind of covering. He loved it. He loved playing that guy. His tattoos it weren't showed. All done yet. It showed. He loved playing that guy. That guy was kind of can do anything. And and oh, that's, I'm so glad you brought this up to you because also Kurt, because you and I know Kurt, 99% of the world doesn't know Kurt like we know mm-hmm. Kurt, obviously. Mm-hmm. He's still an outsider. Yeah. Otto is still an outsider. He's in jail. He only gets visits. Usually it's from Jackson Clay. Once Bobby, I never went to prison. No. Did you ever did, no, visit I never him? Met. No, never met. I never, Juice never met Otto. The only time we would see, you know, Otto was in the makeup trailer, putting all his, all his stuff on. So I, I know he enjoyed it. I know he enjoyed being the loner out there too, and kind of observing everything. Yeah, that's what because he did. I, and I think that also he didn't have to sit at the table with us. He didn't have to be right. a part of it. He can right. be, he can kind of pick and choose who he's with. He can, right. it's not as evasive is a better word. Like he's not in with us. So my question with that is one, do we ever find out what Otto's in for? Uh, <sighs> it, he did something for the club, man. He did something, he did something for the club. For the club. Yeah. Okay. Next question. It's gonna it's gonna come out. It does come out. He did something really big for the club. Are him and Tig kind of in at the same time, or is he older? Is he younger? Is he what's no? Otto's a bit a bit younger, just a bit younger than Tig. Tig is closer to Clay in age, about seven eight years younger. I was never I was too young to be the original nine, obviously, but pretty closely thereafter. The first for sure. First nine. Yeah. First night, People yeah. call it both. So, so he's definitely not part of that. He's more like Bobby, correct? Of, uh, that correct? That generation of correct. people, correct? I would love to get like a true timeline, and nobody has it, and nobody can even create it. But like a true backstory, prehistory Man. of it all, Wouldn't right? Be, How it no, all? No, seriously, that's that's cool. why people people still talk about a prequel. They still talk about you know 
going way back when Gemma and John Teller, they were like 18, 19, yeah, 24. And then but, do seven seats or, you know, they're not going to do that anymore because it doesn't exist, but do a bunch of seasons where it almost ends. Yeah. How about where that? Jack's a teenager and take about comes that? in And how about that? That'd be great. That'd be pretty be great. cool, right? Yeah. Really cool. You have to get a little Saskatchewan kid to play you or something. <laughs> um, okay. So they don't, so, they don't exist. No, I know. It's, it's a, they, they, they broke the mold for sure. Gone. So the bike uh, Clay was looking at in the garage, we go to the garage. It's that silver pan or whatever, that silver bike. It was in there for the first four years. I don't think it ever it was. got fixed. It was there forever. Cer- it certainly never got fixed by Clay. I'll tell you that. I mean, the way, the way, the way, the way Pearl would pick up that, that wrench is like, don't hurt yourself. Do not but hurt that yourself. Bike, if people, I want people to go back every time we're in Telemore. That bike was That's there the for bike. About four seasons. Four years. Four years. We never fixed it. Didn't have a clue what we were doing. That owner, the, whoever owns that bike, is furious. <laughs> they are so. Where's my freaking bike? We've been working on that bike for four oh, that's, years. No, that's so funny. Okay, so uh, this was kind of interesting. Jay Carnes, Cone. Uh, I forget everything with Cone because I was never part of him. Again, I've. I, I remember everything about that know. asshole. You know, man, I'm in love with Jay Carnes as an actor, so I don't know. But this was a creepy moment when he came on there with Jax like that was brilliant because if you look at our boy Charlie's face if you can try and imagine your boy your baby should have died hasn't yet getting better and it's a caring and some dude is looking through the window like and you go he doesn't leave so Charlie has to come on go what's going on buddy I like your boy. You have a very handsome little boy. He's going to. I'm choking him. I'm choking him right there on the spot. I'm surprised Jax didn't knock him in like right there. Yeah, I should have just grabbed him, choked him. Get out. I just went, oh no. So creepy. Yeah, really creepy. And Jay, again, these guys, these bad guys, these, these alley, alley walkers, these, they just get this juicy stuff to play. They're so nice. They're charming. They, they're dripping bullshit, but they're, they're just yeah, fun to you, watch. You always say that famous line when Gary Oldman told you, Kim, you give good creep. I yeah. mean, to give good creep is interesting because you could easily overdo it. Yeah. And I think what Cones was is it was creepy because it almost seemed like a little innocent. And it was like, is this guy serious? Because he's not he's not an intimidating guy in no. general in life. No. And at the same time, you know, he could have that serial killer that classic serial killer look you know yep. that he has so it was it was really just well done by off-putting. him again it was just an off-putting, off-putting scene off-putting yep so uh we go to the table we get into the uh the room there's no juice in the episode so here's a problem that i had why is sack sitting in my seat he's a prospect buddy it's exactly what i put down What's you don't on? sit down you're a prospect you don't sit down at the table you stand up against the wall yeah who 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 how did he get away that? with that? Who sanctioned, who sanctioned that? Same I person didn't. who did that Sam Crow sign. Right? The same props guy came in. Hey, Johnny, sit down right there. Theo's not in this episode. Go ahead. Take the chair. Get the fuck out of here. Get Stand the up fuck against- out of there. And let me tell you something else I have a problem with in that scene. Are you sleeveless in that scene? Oh, no. I've, I've, look, look, I go like this. Um, I go. Uh, oh, yeah. Tig. Tig was still trying to figure out his wardrobe. Those tank top tees went by the wayside soon thereafter. <laughs> I mean, fucking sleeveless in that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm like a Tommy Flanagan, sleeveless tank top tats. Like, what? Get out. <laughs> Tig, Tig, Tig had to figure his shit out, man. He was not comfortable in those early years. Oh, my goodness. So I'm looking at uh, this table. You got no sh- uh, Clay is chugging cigars, half sacks in my seat. You have no sleeves on. I said, I leave for one episode and this whole thing's upside down. There was no you. There was no chibs. And I got to tell you something. I think somebody wrongly just said. Chibs wasn't in the episode? No. Oh, shit. I didn't. I just literally realized that. I'm so focused on myself. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. You're right. You're right. He wasn't. wasn't And I got to tell you, do you know what happened? This is what happened. You ready? There's four people at the table. Uh, Let's fill it in a bit. Ryan, you move over. Johnny, you sit down. Let's make it look a little more. That's exactly what happened. It's wrong. It should have never happened, but that's what happened. Yeah, they were trying to fill the frame. And again, fill the fucking frame. So early. So, okay. 
Chucky getting out of the prison. I got to tell you something. I, I'm sitting here. I'm watching this episode, and I have I laughed the fuck out loud when he stuck his hand in his pants for the first time. <laughs> Faces were out. No, I forgot all. Of, I mean, I didn't forget, but I forgot what it looked like. I don't know, Kelly Jones, man. Those pants that he had on. They're they're gonna fit a 48 waisted elephant. Oh, he had a lot of room to do God, a lot of movement. A lot of room. What the hell? Clay's look and then Jax's look. Jax yeah. is mortified. And yeah. Clay can't stop staring with this look of like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. scene no, cuts, it cuts. Right after that, <laughs> you got to remember, no one. We're so used to who Chucky is now, and you know, down the future on the he's on the Mayans, and late in the show of Sons, he has the nubs, and we'll get to yeah. all that. This guy does that on TV. He was freewheeling, freewheeling, freewheeling I... masturbation right on TV. Ten o'clock at night, FX <laughs> on a Tuesday. Check out, check out Chucky or Chuck or Chuckles, whatever you want, whatever Episode you want to call him. Five. No one's this watching is, this show yet. No. Imagine you're tuning in and going, oh, hey, honey, let's try this Sons of Anarchy show. It seems fun. It's about these bikers. Nobody's oh, watching the show. We had no God. ratings in the beginning. And they turned no. it on. And here's this middle-aged balding guy <laughs> doing the five-knuckle shuffle right in the, in no. the <laughs> We'll get up to that coming up with Piney, too, the five-knuckle. Oh. Anyway, so where are we? Okay, we so have, so uh, we cut. Then we go to our opening, and then okay, here's the deal. Uh, I wasn't there for any of this. Kyle enters the scene now. If I'm correct, and we'll get to this, Kyle enters. We see him. Bobby's in his Elvis gear. You and I have briefly touched on this. This started to go away soon after, right? Bobby Elvis, literally Elvis, kind of went away after season one. He, he went away. He went away. Super, super gonzo, which was too bad because we loved it when he would do the Elvis thing. Love he came it. back. He came back and did a bar mitzvah mm-hmm. in season four or five, like one other time, maybe, maybe, maybe twice. But no, gone. This first season, we experimented a bit, and that was it. I'd like for someone to say in the comments how many episodes Bobby was actually as Elvis. I, I'm curious. I, not. I'm going to guess four times. Okay, I'll guess five. He was in the pilot. This is the second time. I'll bet you a couple more. Maybe five. Yeah. Uh, come on, fans. Come on, I mean, Sam. Five, five out of 90 something. That was something that yeah. was, and people still to this day call him Bobby Elvis. That was his character. And that went That's away. Right. That's right. That whole storyline right. went away. So that, that must have kind of been a little heartbreaking for Booney. I would think that. I that think, was- I, I think it was. I think it, I, I think it was. I mean, I still say that that pilot episode of when you guys shot the original pilot, there was a scene where Bobby is, is singing like Elvis yeah, near the deal. end of that episode. And that, that looked like a Oscar winning film. Like a, it was so beautifully beautiful. done. I'm not sure it was Booney's voice, but no, it, it was wasn't. so, it, it was so beautifully done. That yeah. Red, yeah. The, the, the Las Vegas I, type thing. That's right. I, I truly thought that this was going to be something that we would go to at least once a season for sure. And it just sort of went away. A lot of things went away. It wasn't just that. A lot of things just curious. Kurt Kurt just, he just took off with everything. He rarely picked up the pieces. So um, Chucky is at the bar with Piney. Cause I'm going to get back to Kyle. Chucky. Yeah. Yeah. We got lots of time for him. Um, Piney fucking handles that scene with Chucky. No, I, I can't, I can't. I shut it. I shut it down. Last night, I shut it down, and I shut it down on William, like William Lucky's face, just like that. Looking, he he could barely look down. He would occasionally, like occasionally, but he he couldn't. And what was his line, Theo? I I used to have that. I used to when, do that too. I grew out of it when I was fourteen. Or something. No, no, yeah. yeah, I used to have that too. Then I turned thirteen. Yeah, you know, then I turned and stopped. Like, what's wrong with you, kid? It's remarkable. Piney is nine times the size of Chucky in real life. Like he's literally William Luckin is nine times the size of Michael Ornstein. And he's looming over him. They're very close. And when he would take his hand out of his pants, uh, Piney would like, don't, don't, yeah. Don't touch touch with that hand. Don't touch anything with that hand. 
So then Ornstein goes on very quickly to talk about CMD, compulsive masturbation disorder, which I obviously Kurt wouldn't have done it if it's not a real thing, right? Which, you know, that's absolutely sure. terrible for anybody that has it. Um, I've actually, there's a crazy story. I'm going to tell you a crazy story. I'm going to tell you a crazy story. Please, please. Crazy story. It's so weird. It's come up with CMD. Whenever I'm going to sit back and enjoy this. Oh, please do. Whenever I choose to, to fly, if I have the choice, like if I don't have to be somewhere quick, I like to fly very early in the morning. I like to take those 6 a.m. flights, you know, the, the early, ones. earlier, the better. I'm like earlier, you. the better. So I get to the airport, you know, four 30, whatever, depending on where I'm going. I'm in JFK Four something in the morning, half out of it got my Americano in my hand and I'm, I got my headphones on and I'm, 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 I'm just, I just want to get on the plane and go back to sleep. That's what I'm thinking. But because I drink a lot of water, everybody else should. You got to go pee all the time, all the time. So I, I almost, Oh man, let me go in one more time before, uh, you know, before I jump on the plane and as I'm going large guy, large guys walking, uh, I get in, but I see him large, at corner large of, guy walking, large, large guy, guy walking. walking, but I see him at a corner of my eye, but I don't think anything. I go into the bathroom and I go, it's these stalls, people who know urinals, they're all right next to each other. Sometimes no dividers between them, which we're in a dangerous game, right? There's so there's no divider between it. This large guy comes in. Here's the kicker. He works for the airport. Okay. He comes in. He's got his phone in his hand. In no. His face. Wait. And he's walking, watching it. He's watching porn. Oh. It's loud. While he's watching it and walking, he's got his hand down his pants. He gets to the urinal next to me. This guy's a giant. Just starts rubbing one out right next to me. Uh, so I, I don't know what, what? to do. Because I... The- fuck is going on at jfk and he's a big dude and he works for the airport he's like six something big guy here he is right next to me he's not looking at me he's looking at the porn there's other people coming in and out of bathroom he didn't go in a stall he went to the urinal i now i i'm not gonna fight this dude he's got no no i just gotta get out of there i don't know what's happening it's four something in the morning I didn't know if I took acid. I didn't know what was happening. So I have to assume that CMD, which I've never met anyone. Maybe he had it. That guy might have. Maybe that guy had it. Maybe Kurt knew that guy and he knew knew him. And he thought, you know, we can't Kurt grew up in Jersey. Kurt grew up in Jersey. JFK. Maybe that guy works there. That's it. That's the connection. And let's leave that story at that. I mean, (laughs) that's horrifying so that's my cmd story so okay so um that's also where let's but let's get to this it's the first time chucky ever says i accept that i accept that yeah and that becomes as synonymous as i got this or you know let me finish my pie or what one of these other lines i wrote down when chucky said i accept that i said i wonder if this is the first time and it was You, you just pointed that out it's an iconic it's an it's chucky i accept that I mean, I don't accept that. I accept that. That was his shtick for seven seasons. It was amazing. And isn't it amazing to see the genesis of a line that is completely related to you for the rest of your life? Like if you see Michael Ornstein on the street and you're a fan of Sons or you're a fan of the Mayans or whatever, you're going to say, I accept that to him because you know that line. Yeah. It's like how I hear the pie line all the time. Or you hear about this all the time. Yeah. Yeah. This, Yeah. This thing you're doing in the moment becomes synonymous with kind of who you are in a weird way. And do you think... I, I think so. I think Sutter probably had a, a a vision of that line for Chucky. I think he probably, but the way he said it, oh. and it was so perfect, he, it just became it became just more and more real every time he said it. Easy to write for him to Easy. say, "I accept that." Easy. And the way his cadence is. So now we cut to Cone and Tara scene. Um, I got to tell you something. <sighs> what a great scene, by the way. They're in that he kind of comes in to talk to her. She well, tells him about the restraining order. Not not only is it a, a great scene, I don't know how you felt about it, but I couldn't, now that we're watching the show, um, I couldn't help but think about, about Zobel. I couldn't help but think about the same calm, just 
genuine, creepy, smiling self from these predator-type bullshit people. Jay did it so beautifully. Yes. Maggie was so beautiful. They were so good in that scene. Like, fucking, here we go. And what people don't realize, and again, we always try to speak to the young actors and artists who watch this, is Jay's doing that with a smile on his face, right? Because even bad guys think they're the hero of their own story. This guy thinks that he's doing the right thing by Tara, by Cone. Like he, in for his sure, mind, he's saying he, he, he's saying I understand you, I understand you, baby, I understand. understand. And I'm gonna I'm gonna play by the rules, but I'm I'm here because I have a, a job to do. But then he peppers it in. Like, by the way, that that's a government ordinance, and it doesn't pertain to me. So just so you know, I really don't have to follow it, but I will I because know, I respect you and I, I love know, you. I know. and he's smiling and he's laughing, and that makes it so creepy. So what you have to understand is that these young actors that, are, that I hope are listening to this is when you're embodying characters like this, you have to believe it. And you have to think that nothing you're doing is wrong, even though it's so wrong, because they don't think it's wrong. That's right. That's what's so, and he did it with that smile and that creepiness. And uh, man, hats right. off to him. And Tara is the polar opposite. You could see the fear washing over her as they do it. So I thought this was a cool scene coming up. Opie's trying to play with his daughter after he yeah. sees Kyle, right? Yeah, come, come on. Listen, people, if you can really, again, this is a fictional show with some truths sprinkled for 92 shows, truths. If you can think for one second about Opie being in jail for the club, for the sons, spending time in jail as his little girl, little boy are growing up, growing up, they probably don't know dad that well, or they've forgotten about dad a little bit. Right. And this egg toss, I mean, it's so uncomfortable when she declined, but it's beautiful. It's real. It's, you could just feel it as a father, daughter, mom, you know, Sprague looking on Donna She's looking right on. So like Donna's She's right there. On, like, Oh, come on. She wants her to say yes. So bad. And I mean, he, I, he's I, boiling yeah. underneath. And he, he just, he's just trying to make the family whole again. I use that word whole because yeah. Kurt loved that. He just wants to make the family whole, but he's not going to force her. It is what it is. And it was a beautiful scene. And then you talk about the veins and the arteries and the underneath the skin stuff. Think about this. Kyle was thrown out of the club. And Opie references this later about the club being his life. It's all he's ever wanted. This guy lost the club and he thought he was going to be miserable. We'll talk about that when we get to the Jack yeah. scene. Yeah. And he's like, now he sees this guy having fun with his son doing this. And here's this guy who, Opie, who pledged his allegiance to Sons of Anarchy, sees that he has no connection to his kids. He's the one who's supposed to have no connections to his kids, not me. And I, you can see it all on Ope's face. And uh, uh, just fucking great little scene that just really gets you right in, the, in what's going on. So now the Jackson-Donna scene right after that. Man, Jax gives her a fucking speech. Yeah. Which is really, again, remember, episode five, season one. Let's learn about this club. Let's learn about motorcycle clubs. Oh, I've, I don't know anything about motorcycle clubs. I didn't do my research. I've never heard of one percenters. I don't know anything. I'm just watching a TV show. He tells you everything you need to know in that scene. Yeah. What the club is to these guys, what it means to them. Don't get and, in the and, way. That's right. And Sprague, I mean, Donna, she started off uh, – really liking Jax, really loving to be there with Jax for that moment. And then as you see that Jax is there to not really to teach you something, but maybe he's just laying out the facts yeah. of what Opie means to the club, what the club means to Opie. And that's just the way it's going to be. And then she, Donna just goes, I've already talked to your mom. I've already been, been given this kind of speech. And Jax goes, well, not quite like this. And it's going to be okay. It's just, that's the way it is. When you're in the club, you're in the club. That's it. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. So let me ask you another question that's completely like a little off topic, but kind of on topic. Did Jax's voice change over the years? Charlie, Charlie did a really incredible thing. If you guys, and you guys, you guys all know this in family land. Uh, you know, he's from, he's from England. He's from Manchester. He's, he's, Newcastle, uh, he's, right? he's from Newcastle. That's yeah. right. We were just in, in Manchester and they all think that he was from Manchester. No, he's from Newcastle. And Charlie Worked so freaking hard on his accent, man. He worked so hard on his accent. And I really think that these first two seasons, 
Jax found his voice. Jax found that, or Charlie found that Jax voice. And then by season three, halfway through, four for sure, he just forgot about working it so hard that it just became more and more natural yeah. for him. Yeah, I, I and, and definitely, I mean, I think if you compare, like, if you had, like, a voice modulator or something, if you compared, like, the, the later seasons, four, five, six, seven, you know, to these early ones, it just sounds a little different. And again, you're right. It's because he got freer with it and it became part of his he, everything. He, he worked so fucking hard wearing those white tennis shoes, sneakers, because people are going to, why is he wearing? He, there was a reason for that. Mm-hmm. The pants, reason for that. And his, his lumberjack blue shirt, reason for that. And his voice. And, and the dialogue coach that, that he had for those first two, three seasons, there was a reason for that. And then it just became easier and easier and easier. And I don't even think about his voice from season four on, for sure. Not that yeah. I thought about it early, but he was finding it. Jack and, now, was finding- and, now, and now as a viewer, because I, I never noticed it when we were filming, as a viewer now. Um, and what yeah. people don't realize when you do different dialects, like this film I was just doing where I was doing Pittsburghese, and you, when you're doing it, it's... One, it's it's definitely a lot of work. It's tongue placement. You know all this. Everybody sounds different from different places. But when you get excited or you yell or you get angry, that's when it will that's when it has the better chance of turning on you, going back to your original one. So you always have to be careful in how your emotions are when you're Good point. messing with the dialects. So uh he had a he had a tougher climb than most. And uh it's really impressive what he yeah, did. Yeah, really I'm impressive, always impressed for sure. by it. Yeah. Um, okay. So Kyle shows that he doesn't really care about his kid in that moment. Cause they say he's when Jackson Opie say, um, what do you got for us after him and, uh, him and Opie have that tussle, right? That's now. I, I wouldn't even call it a tussle. I call it a one punch. They cut away from the commercial. No, but came Opie, back had, Opie had beat up. No, no. I'm saying that we didn't see it. We just saw one punch, boom, cut the commercial. We come back and there they were, there they were all bloody and towels out. And that was cool. But yeah, that's right. Opie shirtless again. Here we go. You know, we just get to see, cause you know, if they spent those times on those tattoos, you bet your ass they're going to show them. So got them here, straight. he's in the bathroom. And what I got from that scene was once they say, all right, tell us what, what you got. I'm curious if at that moment, the plan was already established of the back because we had now seen the tattoo. And I, I want to get, I want to get to the I, back tattoo. Go ahead. I, I'm going to, I'm just going to say that I think first of all, 20 minutes ago when we were discussing that first chapel scene, when Opie said, no, no, let him come to the fair. I want him to be, I said, no, Tig said, fuck you. Clay went, hang on. We're going to, and, and there was five against two or four. And we're going to let this guy come. So, Kurt showed Opie's side of forgiveness in a little bit. No, no, I want to see him or I want to see that he's broken. I want to see, but no, let him come. Let him see his son. That's fine. Then, then, then they go through this, uh, you know, Opie probably figures out that he's not well, as before he punches him. He sees the tattoo and he sees the tattoo for sure. He does. So I don't know, man. I think that Charlie, the question you asked me was, was the plan to get him back to the clubhouse at this moment? I'm not sure it was, but when Charlie asks him, about what you got for us and he's expecting whatever when he goes no no i got a plan i got a plan you guys i i think i think the the segue was perfect to get him back to the clubhouse and burn that fucker off but look drill drill down into that for a second first of all there's only three people ever who had sons of anarchy tattoos on their back who had the three-piece rocker on their back correct jack and they're right there in that scene kyle and kyle that's right no one else had it that's right none of us wasn't nope. part of the deal. There was, you know, I had the ones on my chest later on, the sunshine and all that, but there was never talk of me or anyone else because what it was was their little group when they were young. So my assumption is Kyle right. Opie Jacks grew up together. That's my first assumption. For sure. Okay. They grew up together. They see that tattoo, and that's that spawned something in their brains at that moment. Then when they get him in the bathroom after Opie and him have this fight that we just spoke about, I think, and I'm almost convinced that when they're asking him about, tell us about this, unless it's some like monumental thing, I don't think they really care. Right. I think that the plan is to get him back because of that tattoo that they saw. The other thing is we immediately reveal Kyle's character. 
while we were all concerned that he was living this perfect life and he was this, he cared about his kid and you know, da, da, da. They say, well, you're going to miss your kid's performance. And he goes, that's fine. I'll see another one. I'll see you later. No, he doesn't even care. So it shows that he's a scoundrel, right? Right there. Not like, oh, let's do it another day or, hey, can we meet tomorrow? No, let's go. So now we get to see who this dude is, right? Okay. Well, that now we got right after that, we know they're going somewhere. But again, what do we think? That Jax is going to bring him to Clay and they're going to maybe make some money on some deal or whatever. Correct. Correct. Okay. Um, Clay, Chucky, and Piney scene is he tells him we got to get this money now, right? Because of yeah. everything that's going on. And uh, Clay is just on the mission. Like, we got to do this, right? Yeah. Well, because Clay keeps seeing Clay keeps seeing cars drive by the by the shop, and they're Lynn's guys. They know that they're with the, with the group, you know the 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 Asian group, and and they, they got to get this thing done now. They right. now we need the money now. What's Lynn's crew's name? Don't have no no idea. Okay, so we know, and he was getting scared all the time, but he knows that it's time to go now because he's promised that there's four hundred k. Kept saying it. It's four hundred k there. We go back to the fundraiser. So this is interesting. Gemma always clocking everything. She's like a watchtower, right? Like Gemma sees everything. She sees tarot. I, I just, I, I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt, but I, again, I gotta. It's it's the beauty of television, but like it's kind of bullshit. Like it's the perfect timing of perfect person sitting at the perfect place to see the perfect bullshit. person have that. It's just all bullshit, but it works for the TV show. It works for the drama. It works, but it's, it's just kind of, all right. Cool. It's bullshit. But, but again, why I like it is Gemma's the all seeing eye, right? We see yeah. she's everything. Yeah. We're still getting used to Tara coming back and being in town. She gets super scared seeing this guy. Wigged out. Wigged out. Wigged out. Yeah. Gemma clocks it. <laughs> Runs away, and then all of this stuff. Now we're starting to put Cone together, right? Here's what's cool about this scene, and I need you to to see if you remember it. There's an extra in the background. What's he wearing? Yeah, I wrote it down. I couldn't believe. In fact, I had to stop it, Theo. And there's an extra that goes free big auto Fucking on his cool, t-shirt. Right? Like, okay, how cool is that? Just out of nowhere, an extra. He put this on. Obviously thought of by Kurt or by Tony Medina. I don't know. Free, free. Well, I'm going to tell you why they thought about it. Please. I know the history. Go. So there are some famous pictures of some outlaw clubs. I don't know if they were in magazines or, but done by like, cause I know Hunter S Thompson was following around certain ga- wow, uh, clubs and all that. But when one of them was in prison, you would see sometimes at these, events or whatever people would wear the shirt free whatever free whatever and in the original pilot that we did you know before you guys they were there same thing they'd be if we did big scenes with extras they would pass out a few of those shirts wow love it love it so i don't i don't know if we continued it after it but that was kind of a big thing that if if in this one percenter life if somebody was in people would wear those shirts because if they knew the cops were watching them or they knew whatever. And uh, I guess they just took it from there, which I just think is fucking awesome because if you're eagle eyed and you see the free big auto and we just met Otto. Yeah. Yeah. Got to no, put that great. together. And that's, no, just, great. that's great. just fucking cool. Right. I'm glad you noticed that too, son. Yeah, I really I love do. That. Yeah. And, and then, I mean, you didn't notice the Sam Crow in the beginning. So at least I got to no, you no good. So Jack's putting together the cone stuff now. This is the guy who creeped him out in the beginning. Yeah, and 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 again, I gotta tell you, Jax is staring at him, and he's like staring back, <laughs> flipping yeah. pancakes, going, "I'm, are you looking at? I'm looking at. Are you looking at? I'm looking at you. Looking at Jack's going. You looking at me? I'm. No, it was just stupid, but it works for the show. It fucking works with it. Works it for was the show. it was weirdly uncomfortable. Cone's like smiling <laughs> at him. Like, all right, we get all right. So that happens. All right, now okay. we're, we got to get to the undercover we're, shit going down. Okay, right? Is well, that where we're so, at? Yeah. We're here's the thing. We go to the van scene. Yeah. Can we? Can I talk about that Please. for a minute? Okay. So there is a a photo 
and we have a million. Juicy Pants, you have a million too. I have a million too. There's so many. There's one photo, and it took we took it this day, the day that we are all in these undercover does. The no cut. Just okay, we're going on a mission. Clay's called. Booney, take your shit off. Tig, you got your shit ready. Who like that that gear? Like there was just we just looked so ridiculous. We were like ridiculous. That's why I think in years down the road, it just became the hoodies. We just grabbed hoodies. We just put on freaking hoodies. Do you remember that, Theo? Yes. We all had the same thing. We just put it we on. We all had to just, just put go. on a hoodie and just go. It made it like you made it uniform and it made it like we don't got to worry about that stuff. So, okay. The restaurant owner, we get there. I have to. I, I have to tell you Please. that Theo, you're a producer. I'm a producer. I want to hire her for every movie Everything. I ever do. Everything. She was brilliant. brilliant. Accent was brilliant. What she said, masturbator, <laughs> masturbator. You know, uh, nice guy, nice guy. No, just, uh, just give her the part. Amazingly funny. And then after he hands her the money. I love you, Master Veda. I love you guys. I love you, Biker. I love you. Come back. Oh, come back anytime. Fuck. You come. You're fun, fun table. good she is. So good. And again, it's this scene that's occurring. These bikers just walking in the middle of the day and they're cutting out the ceiling. And it's just the fucking casting, man. Oh, it's so, so good. Even a cook goes, hey, buddy, check. I'm back. You're back. Yeah, whoa. And they were cutting. No, no, no. It was crazy fun. It was unbelievable. Okay. okay then you Go weren't ahead. in this scene, but no. I have to ask, I have to ask you what you thought about this. We're in the fifth episode, first season. Why, why are they shooting at us? What, why is the guns out again? What, like when it, we didn't kill any, like what, like boom, 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 holes, bullet holes. hundred thousand on the line. Okay. I mean, half, almost a half a million dollars. People are going to shoot. They're gangsters. I guess they're fucking gangsters, but it's charming. No wonder Unser had a hard time. No wonder Unser got cancer. He just couldn't people handle it anymore. people for less money. Oh, you know, that's a very good point. You're from but, Staten but Island. Let's I never also, that Yeah, out. but let's also assume this. Let's assume that Lynn's restaurant is not in Charming. Let's assume it's out of town. So it's it could be more. It could, could be more down. It could be more Oakland. Might be Oakland. Yeah, Might be yeah Oakland. let's assume that he's in a different area. No, he was. Because if that was a shooting in Charming, it would be front page and it would be bad news for everybody. No, definitely. I don't, You're right. I don't think good, it good was in Charming. I think no, it was downtown point. somewhere. Um, here's what goes on in that scene. There's a couple of things that happen in that van scene. Boone is in full acting mode. He is angry. Did you see how angry he was at Chucky? I thought, I thought Chucky, I, I think Chucky had to put his shoulder back after that scene. He got hit so hard by Bobby Elvis. <laughs> I remember going, take it. I remember going up, take it down a notch. Take it yeah, down. I'm not gonna. No. Nah. angry. <clears throat> so angry. So angry. So um, we then, we give up Chucky to Lynn, which, you know, I thought was as cold hearted as it was. No, no, but. Did you notice? I've got it written down. Did you happen to see Jack's and Tig's faces when they handed up Chucky? If you go back and rewatch that, Theo, the look on Charlie and my faces were one of like. Why would you do this? This isn't cool. What we're doing right now. It's not cool. But you're going anyway. Char- no, what you just did right there. What that look you just that's what Charlie yeah. did. And I was going, fuck. That's but why. In, but, in, but in Clay's mind. No, no, Clay was right. Clay was right. 60,000 he got. He got 60K. He didn't do anything. This guy's not part of us. No, that's why Clay's the president of Sons of Anarchy. And, and we're he not. screwed us over. And he screwed us over. He told us 400K. I mean, you got to think there were a lot of mistakes for made sure. there by him. For for sure. Okay. Um so here's what's going on. A couple of things happen here. There's a great shot of Jack's by JT's bike. I just want to talk about that for a second because people have to understand that. In point that out. Point, point that out. That bike. In our we, clubhouse. We need, yeah. In our stage, a staged clubhouse, which was amazing, by the way. It was our studio up, up there yeah. in North cold, Hollywood. Cold as hell. But I, I, missed the, I missed the crap out of it. It was so much fun when you went in there. But the one thing that was there for all the years until the end um, was JT's bike. 
was there, right? In the same way you see it, it was live and in person for us. So when we'd have visitors, you and I would always bring people to see Always. People, people hated shot that. over there by the bike. They hated it. They loved it. taking it. Two places yeah. they wanted to take shots. They want to take it by the bike. They want to take it and at in the, the chapel. Yeah, the in the chapel. Um, and when you see Jax in this quick scene in the hallway in front of his dad's bike, there's a lot of meaning in those little shots with his dad's bike as the, I agree. As the background and all that. And again, probably probably they don't know it at the time, but now that we know the show, there's just so much meaning in that him and his and and that bike and and just knowing that that bike was looming at all times because on the set you would go to that bike, then you'd make a left and there would be Jax's room, correct? Correct. Yeah, and then there was the bathroom. They cut that scene out, which we'll get to. I think it was might have been season one. You and me, we have a, we have a beautiful bathroom scene that got just no. hacked. Oh, that death. was a great scene. They cut that out, but there, there was funny of me flushing the underwear. Yeah, it's in there. It's still no, they in cut there. that scene. The underwear? Yeah, they cut that. Oh. That was on a bonus thing. That when me oh. when my character flushes all that underwear because he was sniffing underwear. Oh yeah, no, very good, very good character <laughs> choice for you. I thought. Don't lose that. No, he needs to put that on his resume right now. Got rid of that. I'm trying to find Theo Rossi. Where that? I want to know where what season that fell in. But okay, so that was that was another thing. So there was a whole set there where that bike was, and it was just really cool. Um, so the setup of Kyle. They talk about the panhead. Everybody's drinking. Bobby's in full Elvis drinking boon mode. Everybody's doing their thing. We're gonna get him back into it. Everybody's aware of what's happening. I think it was a brilliant scene on so many different levels. The viewer, like you and I were last night watching this great little show. Uh, something's off. Something's amiss here, but, but we don't know what. There was a brief flash of Kyle's tats, which the camera caught, which what? There was a brief talk of exactly what Kyle had done to, to be in this position of you're out of the club. You're lucky you're not fucking dead. There was a brief discussion when Opie talks about, or Jax talks about how he was going to pick him up and the runner and, and he's, we're, we're past that now, right? Have we talked about that? No, we're past it. We're at, uh, we're yeah. at the scene where we're about to lead him to the back. Exactly. So my point is now the viewer knows kind of what this Kyle shenanigans, what he did. And it was so bad for the club. And here we, we don't, go. but we don't know yet. Like he, no. he's going to see the bike where this was a brilliant edit choice. They cut to Gemma and she's with, and she looks perturbed, you know, whatever. And she's with his ex-wife oh, and yeah. says, and she says, where's Kyle? Go to, where's Kyle? Go to St. Thomas right says, now. Go to St. Thomas. But we, as the viewer, we didn't see anything happen yet. No. So why is she telling her to go to St. Thomas, which we know is of the hospital? She just walks away. goes, I can't say anything more. I don't know anything. Cut to now we're back in the garage. Um, First of all, you're holding the fucking blowtorch. Perfect person to do it. You got to tell me about that scene. I wasn't there. I will. It's iconic. Um, it's an when, iconic scene. When it's an iconic scene, and when when Clay goes fire or knife, holy shit! And in and in the script, Tig, of course, is is I I got my hand on my knife and I got my left hand on the blowtorch. Your pick. And when he goes fire, I've got to tell you that Brando and the boys with the props, they showed me how to light this thing. And it lit big every single time. It never missparked. It never didn't go. And it was fucking real. And I know Brian Van Holt from Black Hawk Down mm. was playing Kyle. And he, he was looking at me when the camera was on me, lighting this torch. And you could just see it in his face. Even though we got nowhere near his rear back, real back, we had... A well, fake the fake back. one was hanging for years in the props department. Do you remember that? Yeah, for years. For I have pictures years. of it. I have pictures of it on my phone. That was Kim Coates on a fake back, burning that skin-looking smell. With real and fire. You were burning the with fake real, back. real, 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 real blowtorch. And the, the look on Piney, Piney couldn't breathe. This, the, like the smell of the skin, the smell of the burning. Piney at Art Boone couldn't watch. What a great character. Bobby didn't want to look. Couldn't, 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 couldn't watch on. anymore. Yeah, couldn't watch anymore. So I, I got. I tried to think about if I would take fire or knife. Kind of sucks for both of them. Um, I think I would have chose knife. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, 
I would have chosen razor blade if they have it, but I would have chosen knife because he actually passes out, which they say happens <gasps> from the burning. Well, Brian, Van, Brian Van Holt, who plays Kyle, is fucking great in that scene. It's the great in the scene. Screaming and tortured. Jax is angry as fuck, which you can tell he basically initiated that entire thing. Um, it's a fucking gnarly scene. It's episode five of season one. It just showed me the, uh, again, the level of actor and actress that wanted to be on our show from a very early time. Brian Van Holt, one show, playing a bit of a dick, playing a former son who was close, certainly to Opie and to Jax. Oh, and then we're going to burn the tattoo off your back in an excruciatingly difficult, painful scene. He wasn't afraid of that. He was, he was screaming the whole night that night. That whole night, he got into it. It was real, as real as we could make it. And it was on, man. It was a great talk scene. About, talk about water cooler talk the next day for people who watch that show. And they, oh, Do you see that shit? Do you see what they Jesus. did on this show? And then I'll tell you a couple of, couple of observations from an outsider. One, I wasn't there as an actor. And two, as a viewer. Um, number one. Uh, it really did show that we would, there were no rules on our show that we were going to do whatever we wanted, whenever we wanted. Um, here's the thing that really got for me for that moment. Cause we, we briefly talked about half sack in the last episode. Sure. I want to, I want to just bring this up again. Half sack. When he watches that burning is mortified. All the color gone in his face. He's sick yeah. in his stomach. He's a prospect trying to get into this club. Yeah. He knows that that's a possibility. Yeah. And when it ends and he's mopping up the blood and yeah. pushing out all the ash. With the squeegee, stuff, getting the blood the out of there with the squeegee. Yeah. You can see every bit oh. of emotion on Half Sack's face because now he's wrestling with, do I really want to join this club or do I want to fucking run for the hills? And then Jax is on the roof reading his John Teller stuff. They fix all the extra cars in the back. There was no extra still a few car. there, by the way. There still a few, few. but they <laughs> but they fixed that was so it. So great that you pointed that out. Oh they got rid God. of half of them. So crazy. So, but you see, Jax walk to the edge of the the roof, and Sack is down there. So it's like, I'm telling you, man. I I don't know, but I know they had big plans for that character, man. They had big plans for that half Sack character. Um, and they were building it in those first few episodes. And then we all know, you know, things just went where they went uh, for a multitude of reasons. But I'm telling you that moment, what I took big from that scene, and it's one of the most iconic scenes, was they were really favoring a lot of Sack's emotion in that and what he was doing. And uh, it's such an iconic scene. Um, That's so interesting, Theo, because uh, Johnny did such a great job of just blending in with all of us. All the time. We all had different. I mean, it's tough to write for 10 people all the time and it's impossible, but I'm glad you're pointing that stuff, er, that early stuff out with half sack because yeah. it went right over my head. If they were planning bigger shit for him, they, were. I, they definitely I were. And I, and, I knew, and I knew that because like I told you earlier, I had auditioned for him and I remember what they would tell me about that character um, of what their plans were. So Listen, another that's an iconic episode. Um, I'm so glad we got to it. It's funny, while we're sitting here, I just got the notification that uh those the merch was dropped off. <laughs> Good. So so either one of two things are gonna happen. Either uh you and I on on the YouTube part will come back on and we'll cut and 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 I'll show everybody quick. But that'll uh, be it, you. They That'll came be to me you. if they yeah. did. Uh, and if not, um, go to Standard Print and they're there because they're uh, apparently uh, here at my house now. So um, I'm, I'm so excited that you and Caesar and our team decided to make a second wave of merch because only two I, pieces. I, only I, two. I know a hoodie and a, and a white tee, which is yeah. a beautiful choice. Yeah. And, and, and this, this last episode ended with I'm 18 and I like it. That song. And, and got to get out of this place. I mean, you want to talk about the half sack, got to get out of this place. I'm 18 and I like it. Yeah. I mean, what a different dichotomy of, of what that song was all about. But a beautiful ending to a beautiful freaking show, even though you weren't in it, stop no. that. 
Just stop good. that. We're going we're gonna to have more than enough of juice soon enough, more than enough that I can handle. Um, I love you, buddy. Very weird. I love you too, brother. And uh, Peace out. Love standard print. Go get your merch. You only got a few days. It's over. Christmas is a coming, Pete. Christmas Come is on. a coming. Ho, ho, ho. Love you. Love you. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You know the deal. Theory Pod, hashtag Theory Pod, capital T H E O, small R Y, capital P O D. If we're talking Reaper reviews, it's the hashtag Reaper reviews with the double R. Go everywhere where the where this podcast is available, and go subscribe and follow Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever. And uh, and then if you want to see the videos, go on to YouTube and subscribe to the page. We got some cool stuff coming. Um, like I always say. This life goes by in a blink, so stay up, stay awake, keep being the example, um, and let's keep making a difference, all right? All right. Hey, yo, shout out to my crew, the Theory Team, the team, okay? Starting with my incredible editor, Caroline Kawash to the incredible design skills of Cesar Arvello, to the other designer slash web slash everything, Justin Tordella. Go look them up. Go follow them. Go thank them. They're an incredible team, and I wouldn't be even remotely able to do a second of this without them. So shout out to the entire Theory team, uh, or as we say in New York, big up. Um, incredible people, incredible humans, and I'm fortunate and proud to have them.